When it's cold outside, who are you? Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I hope you liked that quick little minute of a really, really good classic. It's called If You Think You're Lonely Now by Bobby Womack. So today's segment is part two of awareing and awareness of the narcissism. <clears throat> but, this, but today's segment will we'll, we'll get to speak on a f- few different aspects and perspectives and attributes of a real narcissist. <clears throat> One second. So, um, if everybody remembers what we covered from the last episode, basically going into two types of narcs and how they attack and how they try and leech on to good people and good-hearted people, you know? And today's perspective is anytime we're dealing with ending or leaving a relationship with a narc, there's way more steps than a regular breakup than than a breakup with you know a person like that. And the steps I'm talking about is whether they're still in your presence, whether they're not in your presence, whether they're not speaking to you or there's no contact, which there never should be any contact after it's over. Our minds dwell. Our minds are stuck and fixated on why, what went wrong? Why would this person do this? Were they lying about this? You will replay every type of memory or moment in your life where they've held your hand and told you a promise or told you a deep feeling. And you'll replay every moment in your mind and go crazy asking yourself, why? Was that a lie? Am I that much of a fool? Am I this stupid? And it doesn't help when we try and share what's going on and... Our friends or family judge us from just the common mistakes a person who's going through a breakup does. You know, when we tend to go back to people and everything, they don't understand us that it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. In a regular breakup with a regular relationship, it was all there. The hurt came out, there's closure. But when we're dealing with people like this, there's never any closure. And that's the trick that I try and always instill in my messages and to people that I care about and my friends and people who reach out. 
is the only way that you can heal from a from a nar a narcissistic um, connection and relationship you had, whether it was a year, whether it was ten years, whether it was twenty years, you have to let go of the of the dwelling and the what ifs and the what abouts and the how and the who and the why. Listen, they've been plotting this since the day they met you. For instance, I can bet you that most of the people that are going to listen to this, when they met this person, if you could think back to that moment, were you vulnerable? Were you going through healing that somewhere along the line, this person's shoulder or help in some type of way comforted you? Because that's what happens sometimes. That's what they do. And it's not your fault. We all go through shit. But a narc will smell that off people and take advantage. Yeah, you know, I can help you. Don't worry. And then, boom, they're doing the same shit to you as you were feeling from before. They love to prey on vulnerable people. And you could tell right away if, 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 if we were just more wiser and knew what what to hear and what to see in people sometimes it's our fault but when it comes to dating a narc it's not it's never our fault then don't worry about don't worry about how people or how he will perceive or how they will perceive you after the relationship is over he will never let a person know that that they destroyed you they will never let a person know that they abused you mentally, emotionally, never. It'll always be your fault. Yeah, he walked out on me, you know, he he, he cheated on me and neglected me. Oh, yeah, you know, she's crazy. She's She took all my money away and my kids. What? It's never, it's never the truth. Because they have to save face. They have to save face now to ponder and leech on somebody else. <clears throat> The next part I want to talk about is when you seek understanding or some type of help when you're going through this type of breakup or, you know, cord cutting with a narc, you have to realize that a lot of people won't understand you at first, not because most of, most of them are ignorant, but because they might have never experienced a breakup with a narcissist and, 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 and the trials that go through it and the emotional up and downs and their forms of harassment. They haven't experienced it. So they'll think you're just being stupid and you're just being dumb. You're just... You have to be ready for that. You have to be ready to accept that. My friends and my family do not understand me because I can only explain so much. <laughs> it's kind of cliche and it's funny when we try and explain to somebody how good people are, you know, the people that we love, because it's hard to explain. Nobody can, nobody can understand it, why we go through and why we've gone through some things with some of the people that we did, because they're not there. They're not going through experiences. They're not in love. They're not going through love. So you have to understand and say, okay, okay, you don't understand me now, okay. But you will understand me and you will come back to me and say, look, I'm, I understood what you're going through, but it's never no bad feelings. 
you just have to be okay with it and say, okay, step back and I'm going to share a little bit more, less information about this to you, to anybody who doesn't understand. Sometimes the best advice comes from other survivors. You know, it's, it's a very tricky thing. It's one of the most trickiest one of the most trickiest and complicated feelings that we can feel as a human when it comes to other human connections either connection or disconnecting it's very very toxic and these people they know how to manipulate they know how to manipulate the fuck out of people it's crazy the worst part is The worst part is, and I'm sorry, in any argument, the first time somebody's called a certain name, that's your red flag right there. If your woman or your man has ever called you a name, you know, a cunt, a bitch, or any type of names, you should jot that down in your notebook and say, this is, this is strike one as a fall, as a red flag. It is. Nobody who loves you, cares about you, will ever think of you as a bitch, no matter how much of a headache you're being. Nobody will call you a, 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 a bum if they really love you and care for you, no matter how, what type of argument you guys are having. I'm sorry, it's just, that's just what I believe in. Those are red flags. Sometimes we tend to, we tend to um, ignore them. A lot of times I tell people, you have to change in your preferences. Meaning, if all your exes were some type of way, or looked some type of way, or you found them at a certain place, you have to change that. If all your exes that you met were at a bar, you have to change that and tell yourself, there's, no, there's nothing there for me. There's no love in a, in a bar. Or if you met four of your, four of your last exes in a park, <laughs> I mean, I would only, you know... Say, you know, stay away from the park, but <laughs> stay away from the park. But then again, there's certain patterns that we have to break when we're choosing new people. Even though we're being wiser, it doesn't mean that we won't get hurt again. We can be wiser and date the same type of person. It all depends on their output, on their effort, on their trying and their patterns and, they, and most of them are the same most of them are the same sometimes we have to go against what what we never thought would be would be right for us sometimes we have to go for the person that we never would think we'd be walking together hand in hand those are the people that will forever love you and cherish you not these narcs that we're interested in or that get our attention because that's what they do on purpose. That's what they do on purpose is get your attention and boom. You're trapped, you're hooked, and then it's confusing. And then you start to, you know, think of yourself as a lower. Then you think of, then you start to hate yourself because you're like, damn, am I this stupid? Will I ever be with somebody? Will, will, ever, will, will somebody ever love me? That's the number one thing that people feel after failed relationships and failed times trying to love somebody even if the person is a monster or not we start to ask ourselves and ponder ourselves and tell ourselves like damn am i really this hard to love the moment we ask that it's a problem it's a problem 
the moment you have to ask will people will somebody ever love me is the day you have to isolate yourself from completely everybody go completely MIA on everybody and you have to do the work you have to do the self-love work and get your self-esteem back because your self-esteem is is down and, and you're not loving yourself how you should don't ever say I can't wait don't ever say those are goals or I can't wait for this or this or that or where are they you know like in you know like like in some of my comments people ask me oh where is he oh where is she you 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 don't have to look for what's yours you don't have to look for what's looking for you it's a whole cycle if you love yourself hard enough they will find you and you will find them and all it takes is one second of eye contact all it takes is one message of help and and believe it or not you you could have found the the one to be right there all it takes is one order of a a coffee that you like at a certain coffee shop and all it takes is that one order and the connection is right there sometimes it's the people that you least expect it and you have to go with the flow you have to stop forcing you in in these ways in these ways that I'm explaining to you if I'm being clear enough enough I'm being in, you know organized enough um these are some ways that you can avoid a narcissist these are all the opposite things that they they they, they don't do they don't sit at home and love themselves they're always praying on somebody or around people for power recognition and their ego they're not at a calm setting they're at a setting where it drives them you know fast and keeps them on the edge of life and everything because a person who hurts you like a fucking monster does cannot sit in peace and calmly at night and sit there with his thoughts a person who hurts another person cannot sit calmly and enjoy his life he always has to be on the go and keep it going so he could forget all his bad actions or their or her bad actions in both in both female and, and male man i could write a book about this <laughs> it's it's out there it's my um my three steps in avoiding dating another narcissist after you've let go and moved on and completely healed from anyone that you've been dating. Step one, jot down some attributes this person have or your last three exes. If more than five things are in common, change it. Look for something else. Be interested in something else. I don't care. Be interested in something else. If three of your five exes all drove Chevy Impalas, don't look for somebody who don't settle for somebody who drives a Chevy Impala. I'm just I'm just saying it as an example. Jot down some attributes that you know show what toxic similarity we're allowing or we're settling for. Right there. Two. I'm sorry to say this. We know obviously we're we're all young. We all like to party. We all like to. But there's no club but there's no love in clubs, lounges or bars. There's no love in bars or, lo- or club or lounges. 
take my word for it. I've no deep connection is in those places because those places are meant are, pur- are purposely meant to get you drunk and then separate you from your spirit and keep you enclosed in a room full of bodies and no spirits. What do you think is going to happen? You think those are good vibes? You think those are good, pure vibes of somebody trying to care for you? No. <laughs> those are vibes of somebody trying to either hurt you or fuck you in the worst ways. And step three, love yourself. Love yourself. The more you love yourself, the more you signal. It's like a signal. It's like a heart signal that goes out to the whole world and calls out for your person, for the person who's loving themselves, and they feel you. And a certain certain circumstance might come to this person where they have to travel, let's say, to to New York and then a certain circumstance happens for you where you have to travel to New York and then boom you're just walking down the street looking at some sights he bumps into you boom and there he is circumstances happen because we we make it happen through our vibrations and our frequency it's like we throw out little little actions into into existence that make things happen if that makes sense those are my three steps that I would take on to not attracting another monster, honestly. <clears throat> I, might, I might have a part three coming out because I know there's some topics that people would love to hear on this specific subject. But for right now, everything I had on my mind and everything I wanted to express came out the way I wanted to and I hope it makes sense to everybody and I hope you can enjoy this new episode on your way to work on your way home or at the gym hope you guys enjoy and I appreciate all the love and whoever shares I appreciate you as well thank you so much and always remember love yourself and never doubt yourself it's all in you thank you everybody